It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Yes! From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show. The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio. At ESPN 105.9. The Zone. Ah, good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds. Brought to you by the Amazing Steaks. And Russell's Reserve Bourbon, Kessler Prime, and the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Don't forget, Arkansas at Auburn is the Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary game this weekend. Why? It's an 11 a.m. kick. Not sure how many of you will watch it, but Mississippi State and Ole Miss still have to play. Dogs have to play Auburn. Ole Miss has to play Arkansas. Uh, right before they play in the uh, battle for the golden egg. Our guests join us on the Yingling Lager guest line. We welcome in Roll Tide Ryan Fowler, 109 the game, T-Town, afternoon drive. This man does 12 hours of sports talk radio a day, and uh, he joins us on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Who's going to replace uh, Who's going to replace Jimbo Fisher at A&M around December 1? Well, we, we just wanted to be at Amos in Tuscaloosa. Uh, could you imagine that job? Uh, Jimbo, have you washed the car today? Uh, can you wash it again? Have you swept the floor? Jimbo, ha- have you swept the floor? Um, Daddy Nick Saban going to give him an analyst job. Um, oh, oh. Do you really think he could be in trouble? Like, Because there's some losses on that schedule. It's probably one that this, this weekend, definitely. And we talked about this last time you were on my show, is – what would get him in trouble? Losing control of that locker room, that transfer portal. I'm telling you, Urban Meyer sweepstakes are still out there. Just keep that in mind. Oh, so Urban Meyer, Lane, Lane Train will both be the uh, short list. I wonder if Urban would Why, take Lane, that Lane's job. Not going to Texas A and M. Why? Is he? I mean, they got ten billion dollars. Why wouldn't you go there? Yeah, money's not everything, though, Bo. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. It plays a big role. But, uh, 
Lane's going to get his. I mean, surely Ole Miss will continue to give him raises, right? Oh, yeah. Ole Miss will go. I mean, he's already at 7.6. I don't think Ole Miss will hesitate to go to 9 or or 9 plus. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, he has obviously talked about NIL a lot and resources and the fact that. But, But can you go to the school that you took a shot at for like a couple of years? I mean. Or oh, at least a year? Absolutely. But Urban, you're right. Urban's name, especially in November, will start to get, you know, it will floated. Because people think they can get him. And 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 if you think you can get him and you've got a an option that you're not very happy with, and I can imagine Texas A&M fans are starting to give up. I mean, see, because it, it, it kind of like you got behind their guy. Like, we got behind him, you know, and now he lets you down. Right. And that's. That's the that's the part that hurts because they were bought hook line and sinker. If you ever have you ever been on in Texas A and M? Have you ever ever went on uh, one of the radio shows out there? Oh gosh, I'm sure they, I have. Yeah, they beat you. I mean, I'm talking about like for months afterwards. It, oh. it is like if you say something negative about them or you tell them the reality, it is like they never forget it. Like I mean, I'm like three months later, you'll look up and go. You know, you'll read your Twitter Twitter mentions and be like, "Wow, that's from July." Wow, thanks. I mean, it, it's it's amazing. So they're a dedicated bunch. Sounds like old Miss really fans. Accustomed to being Ole Miss. I mean, they're gentle. Old Miss fans are are gentle. Texas A and M. They got mad abrasive. at you over that you free stuff. Yeah, but I thought we worked everything out since I've been bragging on Lane so much. Well, I, I think. I, you know what I said in the last segment? Lane is the best coach to ever, best football coach to ever coach at Ole Miss. The best coordinator we've ever had. Um, now, just a play caller, and and he'll get the talent level. Uh, but but just think about what he's doing with the transfer portal, and he's able to get that to jail. That's a pretty solid football coach because that's not easy. No, to be able to get in these transfer guys and to be able to get everybody to believe in one page. Uh, look, the fact that Lane took in that many new guys, NIL and recruits, and with the same amount of time as all the other coaches in the country, and you're right, they were they were able to gel is impressive. Now he pulled four exhibition games, and that gave him a little you know he could massage it and so on. But you are right. Lane's done a magnet. I mean, he's twenty-two and Blake. Did you say twenty-two and nine? Remarkable. And his first year was was well, all SEC games. I I think he's still listen. This Alabama job, when it comes available, uh, I've been told is, is is one of his dream jobs. So uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, he he would be a guy that would be willing to follow Nick Saban. Uh, I think he's going to stay put until that vacancy happens. Let's make a bet. Okay. Well, I don't know what we'll bet. A dinner somewhere in Tuscaloosa. Okay. Um, well, we got to meet Meridian halfway. Uh, we'll we'll go. There's a there's a place called the uh, the Rustler, and they have amazing prime rib. And we'll meet we'll meet okay, halfway perfect. in Meridian. All right. That Lane Kiffin is the coach at Ole Miss in 2023. No, I thought you meant like he waits out, he stays at Ole Miss oh, yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, for, okay, I mean, okay. for several years, I guess, and waits out saving leaving. Yeah, yeah. Here's so, the. I mean, it's probably like five years, but but 
That dude, maybe, that's like 50 years he in sports. It it, I know. He may get impatient. He may get impatient. But I've, I've been told that the uh, job is, is one of those dream lists for him. Well, sure. I mean, I mean, Lane Kiffin and Dabo and others would would walk to yeah, but, Tuscaloosa. but I'm telling you that Dabo luster in Tuscaloosa, and I like Dabo as a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy that's just down to earth. I mean, you could literally text him and he'll respond to you, uh, like trying to get him on in Tuscaloosa. And I really, that would be awesome. It'll change all to Alabama, but but I, in some ways. The longer Nick Saban goes, the less likely I think it is for Dabo to take this job. Okay. I just think he just continues to get established and established and established at Clemson. I mean, he's already there, but it's it's just it's it's everything that you know. I mean, he's what fifty two, five more years, but fifty seven. You want to put a transition at fifty seven? I mean, and follow Nick Saban. Were the expectations? I mean, look 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 at this fan base now. I mean, they're seven and one. Oh, and y'all lost your minds a long about. time ago. Yeah, I mean, it, so do you want to follow that? Uh yes. I mean, I, I, I think Dabo Swinney does Kiffin. want to follow that. Okay, but it's it's his job. I mean, it's you know, it, it would be you know his dream. So, and and he would be a personality that can handle it. I mean, he, he's a hey level headed guy. Can I tell uh, you what we just received? We're visiting with Ryan Fowler. We've only got a couple of minutes. Ryan's got a okay. meeting here in a few minutes. Uh, 109 the game, Tuscaloosa. Uh, War Eagle Rich says uh, it's going to break Ryan's heart when Lane Train shows up at Auburn with Auburn gear on. Your thoughts? As we he's have. not going this. He's not going to Auburn. <laughs> War Eagle Rich. Nobody thinks highly of Auburn. Auburn is not a good job. It's the way that they've. Tra- uh, I mean, we're talking about a guy that I don't like Auburn. But the way they treated Brian Harson, does anybody want to get Matt Arena? Does anybody want to go down and, and where they start making up and they keep finding anything and they just bring you back and put you through misery for the next few months? Nobody wants that. That and, and that's a trend. And it has to do with some of the millionaire boosters or billionaire boosters that you have. And you've got some rich ones, but they want to be in control. And a coach understands that. I mean, Dennis Dodd on the national level. Ivan Mazel on the national level. So this is just Auburn being Auburn. I'm sorry. You're going to have to go back to, you know, Arkansas. Well, Butch Jones, Arkansas State. You're not going to Arkansas State. But, Hugh Freeze uh, would take the job have to go. right now. One second. Yes. Hugh Freeze. But, but would he get clearance from Greg Sankey? They don't have to get it. He'd be a great coach. I mean, he may not like it, but they don't have to get clearance. Yellowwood would just say, "I'm doing but, it." But, but here's your bet. All right, I got, I got 15 seconds. A top tier coach. He does not. They do not end up with a top tier coach. All right, roll Write tide. It down. Ryan said it. See you, buddy. Roll tide. Ryan Fowler on the Yingling Lager guest line. We're live in the Bank Plus Studio. Back in a sec. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. WRKS. Let's go! In the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Uh, good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show. Brought to you by the amazing wings and street tacos at Two Brothers in Stark, Vegas, Mississippi. It's a Wings Wednesday. Brought to you by Two Brothers Bar and Restaurant. University right by the stadium, Cotton District. Two Brothers Wings, they're amazing. Even Wendy Bounds likes them. And I want to surprise you, but I've never seen her order wings when we've been out. But uh, she ate two of mine a couple of weeks ago when, uh, when we were there. So... Uh, and their their burger is very, very, very underrated. Two brothers in Starville. Uh, this is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Our guests join us on the Yingling Lager guest line. We welcome in Steve Robertson, Hale State Insider, 247 Sports, Jeans Page, the Boneyard Podcast. Steve, I usually start with football, but people are wearing us out about the rumors of the hump and some kind of structural damage. Can you give our listeners, an update on what did or didn't happen uh, this week. Well, I don't know if we're ever going to get any official confirmation, but, uh, you know, we get we got some rumors, I guess, over the weekend that there was, there was an issue, and we have inquired about it and not really gotten anywhere with it, which tells me, in some respects, there's probably some uh, fire to the smoke. I mean, because usually if if things are not as they're being rumored to be, somebody will come out and just tell you. And so, yeah, we're we're pursuing the story and we're trying to get some definitive information. But uh, yeah, it does appear there's there's something. There is something that has occurred, and uh, don't know how significant it is or if it pushes things back or whatever. But uh, it, we are well aware of the rumors and are pursuing the story relentlessly. Okay. So, and you probably don't want to guess on it. No, I'd hate to speculate on that because you, know, you put something out there and all of a sudden you find out, you know, because the thing that I've learned about the rumor mill stuff is like whatever it is is magnified like 10 times by the time you get to it. I mean, how many times do we hear our players out for the season and they plays next week? I mean, you know, those kind of things begin to happen. And so until we get some type of official confirmation on or off the record, I would hate to speculate. All right. Uh, boy, that could be a bad deal, though, for Jans and uh, Purcell um, if they do miss – some home games there because of some kind of issue. What's the plan? Or, or have they even got that? It and you, they may not have. I get it, man. It may be a code red in the building. Um, what would be the plan? Or have you heard anything? If it is worst case scenario, Steve, I I, I have not. You okay. know, I do know cool. this. I do know that the university is going to always err on the side of public safety, and so. If there is an issue, they'll come up with a contingency plan. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are excited about men's and women's hoops this year. And I, 
I don't think anybody expects either team to be, you know, maybe elite, but they're expecting to be improved. And I think we're going to see a very exciting brand of basketball on both the men's and the women's side. So people are excited. So in some ways, this is kind of a little bit of a wet blanket, I guess, in some respects. But uh, but they'll get it figured out. I mean, I, I've got confidence. And there's a lot of smart people on that campus at Mississippi State, contrary to popular belief. I know there's some people that think we should – conduct a twitter poll or something for every major decision that's made that's not the reality of life you know got some very intelligent people up there making some very important decisions i got to go back to last weekend quickly just your takeaway i I never thought that they would no show but what what's your takeaway on what happened before we go to what what's going on going forward you know i think that's probably the most disappointing part of last weekend bo is I thought that they had matured to the point that they were ready to go play on the road. And, and listen, Kentucky's a good team, all right? But they'd been struggling a little bit, and their backs were against the wall. They came out, and they came out swinging. And State, I think, absorbed it early on. But late in that ball game, you know, the defense kind of wore down. And Mike Leach makes a good point. They played 70 snaps. The problem was you just couldn't maintain anything offensively. I thought Kentucky had – a great game plan is, you know, you just run the clock down and you you get Rodriguez going and you keep that offense on the field. And I thought State panicked a little bit. You know, Mike Leach used the term frantic. And I think I think it's like, hey, we got to get caught up. we got to do this. we got to get some separation. I don't think that State handled the moment well. And that's probably the most disappointing part outside of the loss itself is that I don't think Mississippi State played within itself and probably tried to do too much and ultimately lost a game they should have won. Mm. Okay. Um they got worked in the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football, as you just referenced. Uh, as going forward, look, now you're playing the monster of Alabama. I think you're averaging, I think I, maybe I saw on your site, Gene's page, they're averaging like 7.6 points per game recently. I mean, what what are the hopes, dreams, goals, and expectations this weekend to try to just rip off some touchdowns and at least get the offense going? You know, try to throw up 21 over the course of the game, even if Bama's in the 40s? What? Where are you going with well, that, I th- Steve? I think you got to make it more competitive. And, and that's the thing, too. I mean, and let's just be brass tacks and one another here. If there was a time when Mississippi State was very competitive with Alabama. There was a time that, you know, State, you know, really kind of had a stretch there under Jackie Sherrill where you won more than you lost. Sure. And goodness, Sylvester Croom beat Alabama home and away. And – You've had Dan Mullen, you've had Joe Moorhead, and now you've got Mike Leach. And, and this series has not been, you know, for the most part, competitive with maybe the exception of 2017. And, yeah, I think that's the thing, too, with Bulldog fans is every time that the, the Alabama game appears on a schedule, it's never enjoyed, it's endured. And I think that's the frustration level with fans is, you know, we should be able to go out here and compete with everybody in the Southeastern Conference. I mean, you look at Arkansas has played, Alabama close at times. You know, goodness, you know, Hugh Freeze and Ole Miss beat Alabama all during the same stretch. You know, I think everybody in the West over the course of State's losing streak has beaten Alabama. True. Uh, except Arkansas. Except Arkansas. So. But, but, but they've been competitive, you right. know. But it's like that's the thing. It's like Mississippi State football needs to reach a point that they can go out there and compete with everybody in a Southeastern Conference win or lose. And, and maybe perhaps this weekend they surprised us, but there wasn't a lot of evidence over the weekend that they're prepared to go into Tuscaloosa and play a very angry Alabama team. Rah-rah and Tulu, nothing there. Uh, second week in a row, everybody kind of glossed over it on the three-game win streak. A lot of people will argue that they are the two best wide receivers, maybe, you know, whatever. Some people would throw ducking in. Um, 
they're bound and determined to play them at the same position. So God forbid they're not going to be on the field at the same time. Your takeaway from uh, two receptions for Ra Ra and Tulu. Yeah, yeah. Some of that too is you know players got to get open. But I think when you've got guys like Tulu and Ra Ra, you got to go out there and get them going early in the ball game. Kind of get them in the flow. I mean, yeah, I understand you want to be un- you want to be unpredictable. You want to spread the football around, and nobody ever know where you're going. But you know. When State played A and M. You came out and you kind of got Tulu going, and I think as a result the offense got going. And so, you know, I'd like to see a little more deliberate play calling when it comes to that. I mean, Mike Leach didn't need my advice, but you know, you got two guys like that that can really play. That I think are players that are capable of competing against a team like Alabama. I, I think you got to go out there and feed them a little bit and just kind of get everybody going. Can Steve Robertson? The Boneyard Podcast, two four seven Sports, on the Yingling Lager guest line. Steve, I got a minute and a half. Can this offense get more explosive? Because if it can't, it, it, it's just a seven-win team, which is fine. Uh, but that's what they are. The, the whole game is predicated, driven by explosive plays. Can this offense get more explosive? Or do they need they to get dynamic some, more dynamic somewhere? I think you can. I don't, I don't expect it this week. But, you know, I, I don't think seven wins is fine. And I think that's – I think there's a lot of people now that feel like, you know, that this is an eight-and-four team, and I think – you kind of saw that as the over-under, but then you know, now that you've seen how well they played against A&M, how well they played against Arkansas, you, you emerged through that three-game stretch there that everybody said you had to go two and one. Well, now you are. Now go finish the deal. Let's go get it done. Okay. Steve Robertson, Boneyard Podcast, 247 Sports, Jeans Page. Steve joined us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Thanks, Steve. Um, See you, buddy. Steve's going to go over to Tuscaloosa this weekend. And um, I feel for him. Um, that game's at 6 o'clock, Blake. 6 o'clock. I didn't even realize that. I've been so focused on Ole Miss LSU at 2.30. I thought it was at night. I couldn't remember the exact time. I didn't know if it was 6 or 7. But MSU at Bama is at 6 o'clock. We're going to have Fertile Ground Brewery on at 9.30. Hang out with us on Facebook. Search the Out of Bounds Show. YouTube, search Out of Bounds Sports. Fertile Ground Brewery in Bellhaven joining us in studio and Chef Kendall Collins cooking some good food. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the button, my friend. The Out of Bound Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Hey, y'all can go ahead and get ready. There will be a, a, a quarterback or two kind of come out of nowhere in the NFL draft that we don't talk about. You know, we stay on the Hendon Hooker, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, I guess, Will Levis. He does look like he's got everything he needs, except good offensive coaching. Um, But there'll be a couple come out of nowhere. And I still believe that Hendon Hooker will be a top 10 pick. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Mississippi State has a week off uh, this week, and Mike Leach was talking about dinosaur hands and all sorts of things, and his team being intimidated by the crimson and white jersey of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, I'll give the defense credit. Um, They played really well, considering they don't have enough talent on that side of the ball. But I don't know what Arnett did on, like, Tuesday and Wednesday last week. But whatever he did, uh, they maybe threatened the mill plan. And I'm kidding because you can't do that. But whatever he did, it worked. But still can't get anything going against an Alabama-type team um, on offense. Can't get off the line of scrimmage. I mean, this same deal last 13 years, Mullen-Moorhead uh, freeze. Can't upgrade the talent at wide receiver. And in the Sun Belt, I mean, you got to hit on st- you got to hit on somebody. Memphis, Troy, La Lafayette, North Texas, and others have hit on guys. So um, we're live in the Bank Plus studio. The Out of Bounds show is brought to you by the Purple Mattress at Miskelly Sleep Store, any of the seven locations. Check out the Purple Mattress from Miskelly Sleep Store. I love mine. We welcome in Steve Robertson, uh, Hale State Insider, Jeans Page, 247 Sports, the Boneyard Podcast. He joins us on the Dosecki guest line. And uh, Steve, what's the latest on Dylan Johnson, uh, LaQuinston Sharp, and Jaden Crumity? Let's just go ahead and get into an injury report for Hell State. Well, there's a good chance they all play against Auburn. And uh, I'm told that Sharp could have played last weekend if needed. But uh, with the bye week coming up, probably best to rest him. Dylan Johnson uh, is a guy that Got a little bit banged up against Kentucky. There's this discussion that he'll be available uh, for Auburn, but a lot of it's going to depend on how he responds here this week, you know, with uh, you with treatment. And Jaden Crumberty is a guy that uh, about a month ago, you know, rumors were that he would be able to be able to play against Alabama. He didn't. But the hope is Auburn. Uh, and, of course, you get the bye week this week to the open date, I guess technically is what we call it. But um, it looks like State should be – close to full strength when the Tigers come to town here uh, in two weekends. So if you had to bet money, you would bet all that book money you've made. If you had to bet money, you would say all three play against Auburn? Well, I wouldn't bet all the book money on anything. But No, uh, I didn't mean all the book money, but just a hundred bucks of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. If we we go margin with that, yeah, I, I would bet a hundred bucks or so that uh, those guys are able to play. Now, now how effective they are and how much they play, 
kind of remains to be seen. I, I, I would say that Quinson Sharp is probably the closest to beat 100%. And with Crumity, you worry about, you know, just the lack of time. You know, it's like being off the football field and getting in football shape takes a lot of time. That's why you have fall camp. And, you know, he hasn't had really full contact since the middle of camp. And so that's the thing you kind of wonder about how effective can he be? Yes, getting him back helps you. He's a very talented player, perhaps your most talented defensive lineman. But, you know, how game ready will he be, you know, in week one back on recovery? And, you know, Dylan Johnson's a guy that uh, plays with a real sense of urgency. And, you know, he's a lot better than some guys in the college football at 90%. You know, uh, this is the reality of it. He's a guy that plays really hard. And so, yeah, I, I would anticipate all of them seeing action against Auburn. Anybody else that is uh, out or needs to get help? John Lewis, anything there? What? Yeah, I mean, Lewis has played a little bit, and, and uh, yeah, I really expected him to play a lot more. Of course, he has the injury in camp, and really what State needs with him is just to get some reps because he's going to have to really challenge next year uh, for a much bigger role, and he's certainly talented enough to do it. You know, Dollarville Johnson's a guy, of course, that missed some time Played against Kentucky, played against Alabama, but he's nowhere near 100. You know, the whole best would you know this week being the open date, and then next week, you know, kind of two more weeks of not getting full contact, that he'll be closer to 100. percent But uh, you know, that's the thing about these high ankle sprains and things like that, these foot injuries, especially for guys that carry some girth, it takes a while for them to recover, and and so you know, the hope is that he's kind of trending in the right direction, and he should be. I didn't think he played bad against Alabama, but you can tell he's limited somewhat. Okay. Um, out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds show. What's realistic for this team to do in the next two weeks to try to win two or three more games on the way out? Well, I think this week is about kind of getting your legs back under you, you know, when you've played all these games in a row and, and you know, you only get the one by date these days or open date. But uh, you know, this week will be a coaches are on the road a lot recruiting right now. So, you know, in many respects, you've got GAs kind of running practice and things like that. And, and again, the, the team understands what practice is all about. You don't have an opponent you're preparing for this week, so you're not implementing game plan, things like that. You're going through practice keeping guys crisp, getting them sharp, and kind of getting their legs back under them. So I think this week is probably a good week at this point in the season because this month of November is going to define the Mississippi State season and could, in many respects, define the Mike Leach era here at Mississippi State. You need to take a step forward this year. And that's always been the expectation is, hey, can they go from 7-5 and five to 8-4 and four in the regular season? Well, you drop that Kentucky game, which is a game you really weren't expecting to lose, and now you got to make it up somewhere. Now, are there – three winnable games on this schedule. Yeah, I guess you could make an argument that all four of them are winnable, but I don't think anybody that is objective gives State much of a chance to beat Georgia. But you could win the other three. And I think certainly you feel good about Auburn and then East Tennessee State and the Egg Bowl. You never know what's going to happen there. I mean, you never know what shape each team's going to be in by the time you get there. Even with four weeks to go, you simply don't know. But, yeah, State, State will be a bowl team. That of which we can be assured. Is State a Florida bowl team at this point? I'd say no. But you look around the league and you look at that A&M is slipping behind state, Auburn slipping behind state, Vandy, Missouri not going to make a ball game. Uh, South Carolina is probably evenly situated with state. And if you end up in a situation where you and Arkansas have the same record, 
well, then you would win because of the head-to-head the head matchup there. And so State's got a lot left to play for. So they can't go out there and certainly lay an egg against Auburn and then you know limp to the finish by one stretch. How big is that? Is the Auburn game at home for the staff? I think it's big for everybody. Uh, and I think this is a game, too, especially with two weeks to prepare. You know, this is an Auburn team that is absolutely struggling. And uh, granted, they had the bye week last week. They're going to play a very physical ball game this week against the University of Arkansas. And that's interesting, too. You look at you know, two of the four games that Mississippi State has left. The opponent plays Arkansas the week before. And, and no matter what you think about Sam Pittman and Arkansas, they play a physical brand of football. So you're going to get kind of beat up. So Arkansas can kind of play the role of kind of meat tenderizer in some respects for State here in the the next couple of uh, you know, the next few weeks, and so I think you got to get out and take care of Auburn, and that that's the game I don't think anybody expected Auburn to come in here and win. You know, but when you look at how this team played against the run against Kentucky, you kind of raise an eyebrow a little bit and say, well, you know, that could be trouble. And then you see how they played against Alabama, and that's where I think Arnett and company have to step up. They have to be the tone setters. They have to kind of control the flow of this game and give the offense uh, the football back with greater regularity. Steve Robertson, 247 Sports, Jeans Page on the Dosecki guest line. So uh, the bottom line is the same old, uh, I guess, discussion is in play for this Mississippi State program of football. Uh, They need better offensive skill talent. Now, it's easy just to say they need to recruit better players, more explosive players. Uh, they needed it running back. They needed it receiver. They'll eventually need it at quarterback. So you keep up with this. I mean, what's the answer? Because that's been the scuttlebutt on your board, on our show, and every other Mississippi State media platform this week. Well, it, I don't think I think you're exactly right about one thing. It, it's not just recruiting related. I mean, obviously, you'd love to go out there and, and get you know, a four or five star type guy that could come in here and be an alpha for you. But, you know, sometimes that has to be developed. I do think state's wide receiver classes past year was really good. Uh, and I think those this guys could potentially be some difference makers, but you got to develop them. You know, that's the big thing there is you have to get, see guys get better. And there's some guys in this wide receiver room that, that are basically the same guy they were last year. And so you ask yourself, okay, is this a coaching situation? Is it a player situation? Uh, is it an evaluation situation? Do you have some guys maybe playing in the wrong spot? You know, I think that's something the staff's got to decide kind of moving forward. But I, I was disappointed in the play of the wide receivers against Alabama. And listen, I get it. Alabama's going to field one of the best secondaries in the country every single year because that's a position group that Nick Saban places a premium on. That guy's got a built a history and a legacy of, of great secondary play. But I thought State played soft. And uh, that's the disappointing part of it. It's like you, you hear so much about you know, accountability and things like that within this program. And then you have some guys go out there and alligator arms and balls, not really get out there and compete. And there's a couple balls that probably should have been picked, but the uh, wide receivers didn't get in there and really fight for the football and made those opportunities available for Alabama. Fortunately, they didn't get picked. But uh, not that we, you know, subscribe to the Kellenberger doctrine. But my point being is that this personnel group, this last four weeks of the season, has to step up and play physical, use their hands, and get out there and compete for the football. And then there's some times this year they've done that. But I think in the last couple of weeks, that group has regressed a little bit, and I think that you know the challenge is now on the table for those guys. Uh, what does the recruiting schedule look like 
for Leach and the coaches on a on an off week? Well, they're doing you know some some in person recruiting. You know, they're out there during the evaluation period and going to practices and things like that and talking to coaches. And of course, there's some you know limited contact with players. And the you know, state's offered some new players. We've seen some defensive back offers go out. A lot of junior recruiting and things like that. But, uh, you know, guys like Malik Ellis has been committed to Mississippi State for a long time. Mississippi State was in, in Laurel High School earlier this week. And so it'll wrap up a good bit here in about a month, as you guys know. You know when the weekend ends after Thanksgiving, coaches are on the road for the better part of, uh, you know, the holiday season. But they're out right now just kind of you know, not necessarily establishing many new relationships, even though there are a few. But you're out there kind of running the roads and going and seeing the guys that are committed to you and your priority targets. And then there's some schools, of course, that will have some prospects for next year. You always want to show your face in those. But, yeah, it's a busy week with everything that's going on and the fact that you kind of get a chance to get on the road and kind of give the team a bit of a break, too. But but the reality of it is for as coaches, you know, the recruiting process never stops. Okay. Uh, who would be some targets that could upgrade – the offensive skill talent for Leach and the staff somewhat overnight? Well, you know, I, I tell you, there's, there's a couple guys that uh, I really like in the state. You know, we, we talk about Aiden Williams a lot. And uh, you know, from the very beginning, uh, you know, he was a guy that everybody said was if he stayed in state would go to Ole Miss. You look up, well, he was committed to Ole Miss, you know. And so no real surprise there. But you know, you'd like to think you know, if you're Mississippi State and you're the pass-happy scheme that um, – you know, you'd be able to be more in the game with guys like that, and that, that that's the thing I think you got to work on there. Is despite the fact that there may be some earlier leanings, you got to be able to go sell yourself to in-state prospects like that. You know, you've got to be able to get those guys in. Now, you know, there's a few other guys out there. You know, I, I love Creed Whittemore. We hadn't talked about him. Creed Whittemore is a guy that's from Gainesville, Florida. His dad's a coach. Uh, his mom was a volleyball player at Florida. He has a brother that's in Florida. You know, he, this is a guy that can really do it. Now, he's an athlete playing quarterback that will transition over to wide receiver. So there, there's a learning curve there in that respect. But I think this is a guy, too, that has some alpha about him. I think that this is a guy that you will see kind of hit the ground running. This kid's a winner. I think he does make you better. He's already established a relationship with Chris Parson. Turns out his cousin got to know Chris during the Elite 11 trials. They've become great friends. They're in contact every day. And the thing that you like about that is that it's free decor because you want kids to be committed to each other, not just your program. And so that that way, if there is some up and down, you know, those guys will stick together and say, hey, we'll come in there as a group and make this better. And so I really like him, and I think that he's a guy that will make this team better. And when I think about this running back group, you know, Dante Daldell is right out there. And, and that's a guy, too, again, you know, not to be hypercritical, but – you know, State should offer that kid back in February. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Whether he's a linebacker, a running back, or a holder or whatever, that guy's a football player. And I think when there's guys like that with that kind of ability in your home state, you got to get on them early. And you just figure it out later. You figure out the projected position later. I mean, you did that with Ty Jones, right? I mean, Ty Jones is one of the better football players in the state of Mississippi, and nobody really talks about him. But you didn't know. Is he a defensive end? Is he a running back? We'll just figure it out. Okay. And I think that's the approach you should have taken with Dante Daldell. And now you're kind of fighting from behind to get him. But if State gets him, if you're able to flip him from Oregon, that's a very significant uh, commitment. Uh, okay. Steve Robertson, 247 Sports, the Boneyard Podcast. 
He joins us on the Out of Bounds show and the Dosecki guest line. What? Uh, so you you think Oregon is in play or Ole Miss? Well, he's committed to Oregon, but I, I think you know Ole Miss has made up some ground with him. And the thing that I go back to is you know there was a time that uh, when he was getting ready to announce his decision, and there was a lot of heat that it would be Ole Miss, and ultimately it was Oregon. Uh, so he's already had the opportunity to commit to Ole Miss one time. You know, can they get him in a second go around? I think in the end, he will probably end up in the state of Mississippi. I think it probably ends up being a state Ole Miss battle. I just don't see Oregon being able to hang on to a kid from Pickey in Mississippi. I mean, and, and if we've seen this happen several times in the last few years, where Oregon gets hot on a kid from the South. Now they do have a handful of guys from Alabama, but. Like DJ James, a guy that's a you know former Mississippi State commitment, goes up there and ends up transferring to Auburn. And so, you know, as Ed Orgeron used to say, planes just don't fly north. You know, when it comes to college football in the South, and I think Dante Dowdell will end up picking a school much closer to home, and it could very well break down into a state almost battle. All right, Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds show. Who, uh, how is Sawyer Robertson progressing? What what are you hearing on that? On that front, the the backup, I guess the backup QB um, at Mississippi State behind Will Rogers. What is he creating any kind of buzz in practice? Do they think he's getting better? Do they think he can play SEC football, or is he a? I mean, this probably isn't fair. I don't think anybody's labeled him a bust, but where is he? No, he's absolutely not a bust, and you know his, his time will come. And I think that's kind of basically the position we're in you know he makes the jump this year last year he was basically a scout team quarterback this year he's getting all the second team reps and then a lot of fall camp reps uh, with some practices he took more reps than will did with the ones and so yeah he's progressing but but he's not about to overtake will rogers and it's like i, I read some of the social media commentary and i just like where, where do people get this stuff from you know uh could it be a battle next year in camp yeah, I think it certainly will be. And if you know Mike Leach, whether it is or it isn't, he's going to say it is. You know, and, you know, two years in a row, that's what we've heard. It made Will Rogers earn it. I do think Will is back next year. Uh, I think Sly Robertson, of course, uh, is a guy now that has used one year of eligibility. I think he understands coming in, this is a job that I have to earn, but I probably have to bide my time a little bit. And so I, I don't think that he is maybe a candidate for the transfer portal this year. But if, you know, if Will Rogers decides to come back in 24, possibly. You know, I think at that point you've got to look if you're Sawyer Robertson and think, you know, hey, I've only got so much life to live and so much time to play college football. But, yeah, he, Sawyer has taken a nice jump this year. But I don't think it's a big enough jump where that he ever made Will Rogers uncomfortable. Okay. And if they if they lose Marks and Dylan Johnson for whatever reason, they think they're good enough to go to the NFL. I don't think they are, but it, let's, that's what kids do this day and age. Where where are they? What are they left with at running back, other than Simeon Price? Well, and I think there's a good chance Hargrove goes back in the portal. I mean, you know, this is a good opportunity this past weekend to play him, and, and you didn't. You know, that, that's the thing. It's like you know, he goes in the portal, he comes back out, and yeah, I think as a coach, you got to ask yourself, you know, can, can I count on this kid? You know, uh, everybody seems to say he's doing okay, but yet we never see him on the field. So I think there's a good chance that you lose him too. Mm-hmm. That's why I think going to get Dowdell so important. But I think maybe if, if you see a situation where Marks and Dylan Johnson go, which I think both would be making a mistake, and if people don't like it when we're that forthright about things, but I don't think they've done enough at this point. 
no. to generate NFL buzz. And I think the people that love them need to be honest with them about that. If not, you're going to be in a Makai Polk situation. And I think at this point, if we're fair about that, Makai Polk was a much better football player. Um, but the reality of it is, is you may have to go into the portal or in the junior college ranks to get a more experienced guy if that situation materializes. Because I, I'm a Simeon Price fan too. But if he's the only returning running back with any experience, that's a problem. You know, and so you've got to be able to address that. I, I think that's an opportunity for Dante Daldell, of course, to come in and play early because Leach has shown a willingness to play young running backs. But I think when you look about what's healthiest for the team, you've got to go out and have an experienced guy. So hopefully one or both of those guys comes back. But if they don't, you've got to go get a more experienced guy. Uh, what about Travion Williams, freshman defensive lineman? I know he's played some. Should he have played more? Yeah, I think probably so. But, you know, of course, you know, I, don't, I don't get to see him in practice in season. But, uh, you know, he is a very big and physical kid. And, you know, he's played some and uh, showed some real flashes in practice. He got banged up for a little while, too. But, you know, the future is really bright for a young guy like him. And, that's, you know, when we think about defensive line recruiting, because we have this discussion every year, it seems, when it comes to defensive line recruiting, and in the end, State finds a way to figure it out. You know, I mean, you, you get uh, you Ty Cooper a couple of years ago, and and you know, and Dante, of course, is a guy that was an All American. And um, you know, it their their year has got to be next year. They got to step up next year and kind of be the dudes. I would like to see them got more playing time this year, but the reality of it is, you know, that some of these games have been so tightly contested, you couldn't get too deep in the depth chart. But you know, Travion's a guy that I think is going to be the bell cow on this team. I think. You know, probably for the next two years, and maybe ultimately he goes pro after year three. I think that's going to be the guy that everybody's talking about is the next great defensive lineman at Mississippi State. All right. Um, well, I think that's probably it. I could probably ask some tougher questions, but I'm going to hold see what happens. I give the staff, they've done a pretty damn good job. People want more. I get it. I'd say, where would you grade them, Steve? I'd say they're at about a B plus since they arrived in Starkville. The COVID thing, you know, you you get a pass. Although I don't think I don't think the Dave Emmerich led program did enough during COVID. I think a lot of other SEC schools worked a lot harder and smarter and with more focus. But all in all, I think A to Z on the field, off the field, everything else. I give them a B plus. What, how would you grade the staff to date? I would probably say closer to a B, I guess, depending on what day you ask me, maybe I would say a B plus, but, uh, you know, when I look at the 2020 year and, you know, there are some people that did exceptionally well that year and but those are the exception rather than rule. Right. I mean, that's just the reality of life. If you look at last year, they took a step forward. I, I just think this can't be a year where you're, taking a step back if you're Mississippi State. And I understand the schedule's a little more difficult this year, but, you know, State needs to try to find a way to get to eight wins this year. And I think if you get to eight and the egg is one of them, I think at that point everybody would consider this season a big success. Yeah, I think they'll be a pretty pretty big underdog in Oxford. Six, six-plus points. But uh, I do think you're right with the fan base. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it, man. See you. Uh, lunch today is brought to you by one of Steve's favorite places, Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Bulldog Burger in Starkville, and Bulldog Burger in Tupelo. If you missed any of the show, including our amazing emoji discussion, 
then you can go to Apple Podcast and search the Out of Bounds Show. Apple Podcast, search the Out of Bounds Show. See you tomorrow. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.